Hey everybody, welcome back to the Matt Report season number eight. This time sitting down with my good friends, fellow podcasters, Liam Dempsey and Tara Clays of Hallway Chats. An amazing podcast. If you haven't had the chance to listen to it, I highly recommend it. Uh, stories, lessons, and, and really diving into what makes a successful uh, business in life combination, right? And it's not just all about WordPress, uh, certainly interviewing people who are in the WordPress community, but uh, really talking about that what the factors of, of success and, and the healthy balance of life and business. Uh, so highly recommend it. And in today's conversation, we're talking about that. I sort of reverse the table, reverse the roles and ask them those same questions and what they uh, or how they measure success with not only the podcast, but with their businesses. Um, and then and getting some of that feedback of the change of WordPress. You know, the market's slightly changing just a bit. Uh, today, the release of 5.0 was announced and scheduled by Matt Mullenweg. And uh, we're going to see that on Thursday coming right into WordCamp US for this weekend. So uh, definitely some interesting times in the WordPress space. They will be, they being Tara uh, and Liam, uh, at WordCamp US. If you see them, give them a round of applause, shake their hand, say thanks for doing what they do with the podcast. Uh, more specifically, thank them for doing this show. Uh, I would really appreciate that. You know what to do if you enjoy this episode. We're looking for a five-star review on iTunes. Go ahead and search for us on iTunes, Matt Report, WordPress Podcast. See my logo there. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoy the episode. We're about 116 or so right now. Hoping to get that 200 mark by the uh, by the year 2020, by the next U.S. presidential cycle. Uh, hoping to get those 200 reviews. That would be amazing. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Terry, design... TLC.com, Liam, LBDesign.tv. You're both running WordPress agencies and consulting practices and WordPress podcasting. Tell me, why did you start a podcast? Why this with all the other stuff you have going on? So I'll, I'll start that. Um, and the answer is, is that Tara and I were both looking to do some kind of podcast uh, before we we're friends. We were WordPress community contacts and colleagues, you know, kind of WordPress friends. Hey, you're Tara. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm Liam. You probably don't remember my last name. And over Twitter, we engaged and decided that we would want to talk about having a podcast and could we brainstorm ideas together. And in the early conversations, we both knew we wanted to focus on the people of WordPress. As you noted, we are designers and service providers. We are not really focused on code. Uh, we didn't want to talk about growing the next greatest agency. It was really about people. And we knew that we didn't want it to be Liam is awesome, Tara is awesome. We wanted it to be the people that we meet are really interesting. And that's how the show came about. And Tara and I saw it as an opportunity for us as individuals who've benefited in a myriad of ways from the people within the WordPress community to give back to the community and to share with the community, again, not of our great knowledge and skill, but really of the uniqueness and wonderfulness that are the guests that we have on the show. Tara, do you concur? <laughs> Yes, Liam said that very succinctly, and um, that's pretty much our story. I think we, um, we've really enjoyed 
exploring a similar topic with all of our guests and whether how deeply we get into WordPress is usually not super deep, but we, um, we certainly touch upon what WordPress has meant for people in their lives mm. and we get a really good sense of how it's changed lives for so many people using WordPress, the WordPress community, combination of those things. Had you, either of you done podcasting before this? No. Because it's like I, when I tune in, it's like a it's like an NPR podcast. You got you, you, you guys are you guys put me in such a, a nice, calm, relaxed mood, and I'm like, wait, but these guys are professionals. Like I, I'm just some guy blabbing Aww. into a mic. Like you, you you both do a wonderful job, and it's and it's soothing. So I don't get riled up. It's it's a nice change <laughs> from so listening nice. to my my own podcast, I guess. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, and so I think. I got a sense of what I like to hear and what there was a lot of. And I listened to and used to listen to just about every WordPress podcast that was out there. There are so many and they can overlap a lot with each other. So I think it's it, combining that interest with my interest in other podcasts like The Moth and mm. things that have nothing to do with WordPress. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I often talk to, to, to folks. I, I do a local podcast uh, in my local community. It's about entrepreneurship in the South Coast, Massachusetts region. And a lot of folks who tune into it, they're like, you know, it's great, but you, you should... You should try like doing things like uh, you know having some background uh, uh, noise and interviewing folks at their businesses and you know just like just like you hear on like cereal like there's all like these sound effects I'm like D- you you all don't understand <laughs> what what the production is on a show like yeah. that this isn't just adding a little sound effect in the back it's sound engineering <laughs> and direction that yeah. is just not going to happen with one person and a microphone um, let's talk about the amount of WordPress podcasts there's a lot. Surprisingly, there are, um, there are, and they and there have been for for many years now. Um, they come and they go, and uh, you know we we chatted about why I wanted to have you both on the show, and uh, you know aside from your knowledge in the WordPress space and what you do for the community, but I'm interested to learn about the longevity of a, of a WordPress podcast. Uh, you're at seventy five ish episodes as we record right now. Um, what has that been like to keep it going for that long? Because so many people start and then they give up after like show six. <laughs> and they're like, this is a lot more difficult. Um, what's that, what's this whole journey been like? Well, I think we weren't sure what the journey was going to be. And we agreed that we'd stick with it for a year and see how it went. And um, so I think having, having a, not a set format necessarily, but having a formula has helped and hopefully it doesn't get old. <laughs> I think that's maybe a concern when you're talking about the same things, but everyone has their own story to tell. And so I think it, that adds a little bit of different. We're also not out using this as a, a business tool in any way. We, you know, we're doing this as a service to the people on our podcasts and the community and to ourselves to get to know people and, and to have experience of having a podcast and chatting with people. So that perhaps is different than a lot of other podcasters who are really paying attention to their download numbers and and trying to monetize it even in some way. Liam? Yeah, I would say as a marketing and design consultant working with smaller businesses and nonprofits, my focus professionally is about what's a reasonable methodology that will make something repeatable, scalable to some extent, but 
there's two of us. We can't scale to daily podcasts and have a day job. And how can we go about that in a way that makes it fun and engaging? some point, it's going to be hard work. But by and large, we look forward to it. And we address that by very much making it not about us, by making it not even really about WordPress. WordPress is the platform, the backdrop, if you will. But even in the early days, Tara and I had said that we wanted a format that was not limited to WordPress. You know, we could go to really anybody in the world and say, what's your definition of success? How, what's the best advice you've received? How do you manage life? And the show as a format could still work. And Go ahead. Well, that was that was just kind of it. And, and then one of the other things that we, I think, have done very well is we work as a team very well. And I think we've done that not because we're friends from ever and we grew up together, but that we, by focusing on people, we realized we had to trust each other. And very quickly, Tara and I fell into, I like to do this, I'm going to do this work. And Tara said, well, I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> but I love this other bits, and I'll do these. And the, the, the daily and weekly chores of running a podcast flowed, flowed very naturally for us. And we're very lucky to have that. And certainly over the year and a quarter, year and a half since going live, we've absolutely leaned on each other, probably me leaning on Tara more than vice versa. But yeah. you know, that that teamwork side of things had made it much more sustainable than, you know, I, I really admire you, Matt, in that you're doing everything. And, yeah. you know, you you make it sound like it's the serial podcast with your level of professionalism. Uh, but but we have some insight into what you're doing, what other podcasters are doing, that it's a lot of legwork for 30 minutes of, of, of audio output. So for folks who are listening, what does a podcast cost? Well, I'll just throw out some rough, you know, back of the napkin numbers. Uh, if you're on some basic web hosting, if you're using something like a, a podcast host, like a, a Blueberry or even a Cast OS, which I recently switched to, uh, if you have somebody doing uh, show notes for you, perhaps uh, writing up some show notes, or if you're going the route of doing full show transcriptions, I mean, you could probably be talking anywhere in the ballpark of minimum two to four thousand, two to four thousand dollars a year, roughly, uh, if you're doing those standard uh, staples. You both are nodding your head, yes. We're both yeah. nodding our head, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's that, and that's where I and that's where I struggle with giving this advice of should I go the sponsorship route when people talk to me and ask me about this is look, there are some hard costs here. If you're going to do that, you're looking to spend a couple hundred bucks a month. And a lot of people who you tell that to like, oh my God, never mind. Like you buy a hundred dollar microphone, you know, you start adding these things up. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things that I turn to and I've always wrestled with it. Myself personally has, I have looked at it like if I'm going to keep this up, I need to work to a goal of at least covering the show costs, right? And then looking at it as, well, if I want to go into other areas of content creation and make that, which I, I, I did for maybe about a year before I joined Pagely, um, where I said, look, I'm just going to try to monetize through sponsorships, through Google, uh, through YouTube channels and, and affiliate links and things like that. Um, 
you know, this is going to be my, this is going to be my effort in that direction. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those tough things in the WordPress space because there are so few, there really are so few product companies out there, as many as that it feels like there are, you know, I, I get jealous of, of these tech reviewers because they can review an iPhone, a Samsung phone, an LG phone. They can talk about these things, and it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what they say. If we started saying things or approached it the same way in the WordPress space, uh, I think things would be a lot different uh, because, you know, a lot of the products you might review is a, a one-woman shop, right? She's making a plug-in, and you don't want to be, say bad things or, you know, look at it in... Uh, give it some negative reviews or whatever. It's a totally different ball game. Um, but I just feel like we're on that cusp of we, the WordPress world and news and media could be much bigger. We just haven't made that leap yet. Uh, I don't know, a bit of a soapbox yeah. rant there, but that's what goes through my mind when discussing these things. That's an interesting thought. Uh, I think it connects. I don't want to go too far off on a tangent, Matt, but I think it connects to the wider issue of the WordPress community around ethics. And where does that intersect? And it intersects in a lot of different ways, not just around podcasting, but, uh, you know, where does the code of conduct no longer exist? And where does it exist? And, you know, where does privacy and data protection exist? And all of these kinds of things that as a tech community, not just a content management system, we're at the point where as technologists, we have to figure out where those ethics are applied. Right. I 100% agree. One of your fundamental or staple questions is the discussion around success, right, on your show. Have, uh, have you found success through this podcast? Uh, would you label it a success after 75-ish episodes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you have smiles on your face. Is it, is it because you're, you're happy with the work that's going out or is it both? Like you're, you know, we, t- you, you talked, uh, Liam, I forget the gentleman that you interviewed, but, um, you know, when you're, you're having to put food on the table and, and provide, uh, for your family and for your business and your employees, uh, have you found business success through this as well? Aside, you know, aside from just helping other folks who get onto the show, sort of put them in a good spotlight. Well, I think success is related to your your goal. So, um, and what your definition of success is. So, I think for us, setting out with the goal of having a podcast that gave people a platform to tell their story and chat with us for a half an hour, um, that's what we're doing. So, in that sense, it's successful. I think we've had some positive feedback and I'm sure we could do a better job and have better audio quality and do all of those things. Um, but the ultimate intention is to have a conversation and to introduce people and let them have 30 minutes, uh, you know, of a podcast that they can share with their parents and their clients and their kids and, and their friends and all of that. And, uh, and I love that. I love being able to do that with people and meet them. And then when we go out into word camps and you realize you're in a room and you think now at this point, like, wow, four or five of these people have been on my podcast and, and, uh, you know, we've gotten to know them. And so that's a great feeling too. It's, uh, there's an emotional need that it fills for me as well, I think, which is just loving to have connections with people. Yeah, and it, I would echo that and maybe put some numbers behind it. Matt, as Tara and I were looking in May of this year, as we were coming up on one year, 
and thinking about what is success and how do we define it as it relates to our show. And we were closing in on 5,000 downloads for the entire year, which at some levels is an amazing amount. And at other levels, it's, you know, that's hardly a sneeze of a podcast. And we kind of started to think about it. If we asked any one of our guests, to st- and we had about 50 shows in our first year, uh, we started every two weeks, but we decided to switch to weekly. I think we had 51 episodes our first year. So it's almost 90, 92 people in a room. And if we had said to any one of our guests, stand up and tell your story to 92 people that you've never met and have them sit there and listen to you and you only, that would freak a lot of people <laughs> yeah. out because they wouldn't yes. want to do that. Yeah. But It still freaks me but out. But the idea of, <laughs> right, 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 right. But the idea of being able to share the story of somebody who wouldn't otherwise have an avenue to do yeah. that. And to have an audience that's respectfully listening, engaging, and wanting to know that person yeah. without a definite success. And, yeah. and around are the we world. achieving that ongoing? I would say absolutely in the sense that some days, some weeks, I want nothing to do with the podcast. And that's just because <laughs> of life, yes. right? It's like, oh. But then we have an interview and we talk to somebody and it's, wow, I had no idea who you were before we met you today. And wow. You're amazing. That's amazing. You're coping with that. And you're saying these kinds of things and having that kind of perspective. Okay, yeah, I love this podcast. This is awesome. You know, we're only getting four and five hundred downloads a month. So a little over a hundred listens. But wow, I don't care if we get two downloads a month. I just want to have this conversation. If the rest of the world does, too, that's great. But I see success on that. And then one just third point, I know I'm capitalizing time, is when the last thing is, it's been great working with Tara. And to have an opportunity to meet somebody in a business community and then develop a really valuable professional relationship where it's fun to work with them, fun to learn from them, fun to teach them, fun to be guided and to guide, and then have them become good friends is, you know, that's amazing. That's a very unique experience, and I'm, I'm grateful for that, too. Mm, me too, right back at you. Yeah, it's, uh, I think working with Liam has helped me personally as well as professionally. He's just a good sounding board for thoughts and ideas. I think he's, he just has a very thoughtful approach to all things. And so he's a great person to partner with on a podcast, but also just in general and in chatting and getting to know each other. And it's, I've, really enjoyed that as well so we've seemed to have made a pretty good team we're both uh i don't know not afraid to have difficult conversations but we also really like to sort of talk about serious things and yeah it's good that is one thing that i tell folks when they ask me is uh you should probably find a co-host right it's, it's sort of one of the things i wish i had started with and and i've and i've i've tried it in, in different seasons and I enjoy the, the mix of having a co-host for a season. Uh, but, um, you know, have, it's, it's almost, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost like a therapy session, right? If you're, if you're having a, you know, just a, doing a show without a, without a guest interview, you can bounce these ideas, uh, Tara, as you said, a sounding board. Um, and it's a great thing. And I think that, uh, with the right content, the right mix of people, that's that, uh, uh you know, that kind of level of personalization and, and candidness is really what's going to tie in a listener to show up, you know, every single week or two weeks or a month, whatever your, your publishing cadence is. Um, 
So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I, I think I want to start a podcast now, maybe dabble in finding a co-host <laughs> is probably what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Let's cannonball right into the pool and change things up here. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Let's go. Uh, the story arc uh, of this season is the change of WordPress and the the elephant in the room is Gutenberg. I've never seen the community so divided except for maybe the admin, the redesign uh, of the UI of the admin is probably the last thing that I, from a non-developer point of view, has seen such a, well, I guess maybe the REST API is probably the next uh, in line to this. I've never seen such a divide. Um, a question I get often is, hey, you talk to a lot of people because of the podcast. What's your feeling? What's happening in the WordPress space that you see? Um, I'll say just real briefly, from what I've seen is I see a lot of people, I see the sort of the hype of WordPress dying down a little bit. I see freelancers saying, you know what, things are tightening up a little bit around here in the WordPress world. I, I think I'm going to get a job at that, that big agency or, or join another agency and become a partner, that kind of thing. Uh, I've seen other product companies just say, you know what, we've been trying this whole startup product thing and just not working out in the WordPress world anymore. And I'm going to just go, you know, do something else and, and get a day job. And whether or not this is just the correction of the markets that we're seeing, uh, sort of a dip in the WordPress space, but I believe it's going to roller coaster back up again, and, and we'll see some some positive change come out of all of this. But what is the what is the feeling you get as you interview, you know, these 90 folks? What, what is the, the change that you see, if anything at all? Anyone can jump on that grenade. All right, we're, we're both <laughs> hesitating on this one, I think. I just didn't want to be the first one to answer all the time, Tara. Okay, well, we, ha we haven't really talked about it much with our guests. We don't get too technical. Um, I think it's maybe been brought up maybe twice. I can't even think of the specific conversations that we've had around Gutenberg or changes in WordPress, so I can't really speak about it from a podcast perspective. Mm -hmm. I could give you my own take as an agency owner and as a member of the community, but Liam, am I forgetting some big conversation we had about Gutenberg? Well, I think we've definitely and perhaps deliberately not recorded conversations about <laughs> Gutenberg, uh, but we have talked about it. And the conversations that I recall are that the community is really excited for what Gutenberg can be and for where it will take WordPress. And generally speaking, our guests are delighted to see WordPress march forward as a CMS. We're all enough technologists, even if all we do is, pub not all, but even if our focus is to publish content on a WordPress site. We, are, we all appreciate technology to the point that we know that we need to march forward or we will be MySpace be before too long. And the real concern that, that, that we're hearing, or at least that I'm remembering in our conversations, is around timing and leadership and what is the greater good. And maybe this gets back to ethics, or maybe that's just in my own head where I see so much relating to ethics. But what is the greater good, and I put that in air quotes, for the community as it relates to improving the technology of the content management system? Yeah, I mean, you know... I won't go too deep into my feelings because I share them all the time uh, on every episode, but I can say that. And I like that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can say that, you know, I, I agree with the 
concept of Gutenberg. I just disagree with uh, what I feel anyway, is my opinion, and many others' opinions too, is a sort of rush to get it out. Um, I'm a, a mentor in a local accelerator, and there's two cohorts is a summer and a winter. We're about to start the winter time. And every cohort, there's about 15 or so businesses that come through. And, you know, 15 people looking to start a business going through a 90-day accelerator where they learn everything from branding, technology, legal, counseling, tax, uh, taxes, uh, all of these things on how to start a business, um, licensing, everything. And then they get to the technology part. And I usually come in to talk about WordPress and everyone in the room is sort of like, I think I'm going to go with Squarespace. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I'm just sitting there going, God, why? Like, but I get it, right? I get it. For folks, uh, Gutenberg is, is going to be a blessing um, in terms of use, uh, the user's perspective to build something, I hope. Uh, so I, I do agree with that motive. I just feel like uh, the overall uh, core messaging isn't there, the purpose and... Uh, uh, I feel like it's a rushed timeline. I will go on record to say in this episode that I think we might hear the first, and you don't have to answer, say, or remark on this. I think we might hear the first audible booze come out of WordCamp US this year. And that is interesting to me because this community has been so positive and uh, very uh, few folks have really put themselves out there in a public fashion, maybe even a protest. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen some interesting stuff on Twitter this week. Um, some, you know, some big names coming out with some big concerns. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens at WordCamp US. Overall, I think it's it's a challenge for the community because, like you said, when you were talking about, um, say, uh, reviewing a WordPress product. We, we are generally a very civil and supportive community of each other. We, this open source mentality, lifting each other up, helping each other out. Uh, that's what we are about. And so to see this kind of drama, this kind of angst and hand wringing going on for such a long time is, I think it's a shame for the community to have to, to deal with that. And, you know, it, it almost feels like you need to take sides in a way. Yeah. There, and 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 ultimately, the people who are working their butts off to get this done in the time that it has to be done, and I feel my heart goes out to them because they're they're really caught in the middle. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, but leadership, as Liam mentioned, is probably the should be maybe taking a bigger role in this and and trying to manage that drama a little bit. That's my feeling about it. But. And Matt, I'll respond to your audible booze during WordCamp US and say, should those happen, I will be very interested to see if that gets filtered out for the video that makes it up onto WordPress.tv. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I can, I can absolutely envision that happening. Um, you know, it is, it is an unfortunate situation. You know, like you say, Tara, like you feel like you have to, uh, the take sides, and <laughs> even in the U.S. political climate. You feel like you have to take sides uh, for for absolutely everything, um, and it's just like whatever happened to like civil debate? Can't we just have a debate without people just like screaming at each other? Um, and uh, I feel like unfortunately that's where a lot of uh, a lot of this stuff is is headed in the WordPress world. And 
I think within this chaos, there will be opportunity that comes out of it. Um, more WordPress podcasts, in fact, <laughs> will probably happen because <laughs> people who are longtime WordPress podcasters are probably like, you know what? To heck with this. I'm out. I'm going to go talk about Drupal and somebody else will, will sort of fill that gap, which is, I guess, this natural sort of evolution thing. Harry, what about the agency world? I, I've talked about um, back in uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so it was two, not, uh, not this past Christmas, the, the Christmas before, right around that time, the holiday season's usually pretty tight for agencies. Um, but I found, and a lot of my colleagues anyway, the agency owners that I know, said it, it got pretty tight. Uh, some agencies had to uh, let some people go. Um, the work was sort of drying up. It was that whole, you know, again, election cycle. And was it all about that? Do you see the at least the agency world pivoting a little bit in terms of how they present themselves as WordPress experts and uh, the business of, of people just coming in the door of looking for WordPress work? Have you seen that shift at all in the last year or two? I think from my perspective in my agency, but I think that from listening to some of your other recent, your other your last podcast that you had with your panel on, I think this was also the consensus there that the majority of small businesses coming to a small agency for work don't really care what you're using to build their website. So I don't know that they're aware of any changes that are happening or that they even care or need to care about what's happening in WordPress, whether WordPress is what we all stick with going forward. You know, we we may not have to if, if it's, if it's not going to be something that, is meeting the needs of mm. our clients. Hopefully that's not the case, but I don't think that for the, unless you get to a higher level of client that has more technical knowledge, they mainly just want something that looks good, works well, and that if they need to go in and change a word, they can go in and do that without needing special software. Are you eyeing any alternatives at all lately? Uh, any other CMSs? No, <laughs> no, I've heard of a few, but I haven't taken the time to try them out yet. Well, I'll, I'll respond to that because that's something I tell our prospective clients all the time is that we didn't start in WordPress. WordPress always, wasn't always the best solution, and we say that with everything. You know, Currently, we use WP Engine as a web host because, in our opinion, they're the best. But we don't do any kind of affiliate marketing because, inevitably, the way that business flows and this is not a denigration of WP Engine, at some point they won't be, right? Even the greatest athlete of all time at some point isn't the greatest athlete on the playing field at all time. And with WordPress, I choose it for my business and for my clients because that is the best solution. But inevitably, at some point, it will not be the best solution. And I don't see that changing quickly or even in the immediate near the near horizon, but it's it's definitely I think we're at a at a crossroads as and I think the community will decide what happens technologically speaking, right? Um, but to then jump back into the agency, I think what I've been seeing in my own practice is that because WordPress is so prevalent and so many businesses hear about it as a good content management for their team to use, that we see a lot of related companies, branding agencies, print agencies, and the like, saying we can also make WordPress sites. And what we encounter then is, yes, technically that is a WordPress site, but that is not the way I would want 
to deliver a WordPress site for my client. And, you know, the way that the child theme or the theme was built is, you know, it works on the front end. So at some point, yeah, we get it. But in terms of handing that over to a client and saying, here you go, is, is you know, kind of handcuffing the client one hand behind its back and they don't know it until suddenly they need to whip their left arm out to carry a box or something and it's handcuffed to their belt behind their back. So that's what we're seeing is that more agencies are providing WordPress-related web design and builds that, that perhaps don't have the experience and skill set to deliver that with the level of quality that I want for my practice. Do you think... Your, the the introduction of of Gutenberg and the heavy emphasis on on JavaScript will deter would be developers. Uh, if you liken it back to you know when we all probably got started, so I got started in WordPress about ten years ago, and as a non developer, but going in and being able to you know do things with HTML and CSS and be like, wow, this is amazing! I can customize something, and that sort of introduced me into learnings of PHP. Not that I'm anywhere near a, a developer, but at least the the basic code uh, coding practices that were used back then to build WordPress sites, uh, I was able, able to sort of figure it out and, and get my, my feet wet with it. Do you think that this is going to have a longer term impact on, you know, the people that uh, would go in and maybe tinker around stuff and, and, and have a nice little side gig of making a couple websites a year for folks, but now sort of just being like, oof, that WordPress stuff, little a little bit over my head now that it's going to be a heavy emphasis on JavaScript. Do you see a long-term effect in that regard? I don't, I don't think so, but I probably don't know enough about JavaScript to completely answer that question. Where I, what I think that where WordPress is going with Gutenberg, my understanding of it, and in general where I think website technology is heading is that we are going to, as website agencies, be paying a lot more attention to serving content to our users based on who they are and what they're doing. So uh, taking those blocks and having them show conditionally based on what we know about the user coming into the site, all that type of stuff, that level of technology, and whether that's JavaScript and a combination of some other stuff, I, I don't even know. But I think that's what the intention is anyway. So uh, that's my understanding of the blocks and how that can work is that they can reorganize and reorder based on certain things that we know about the visitor. Is that right? Do you get yeah, that? I think I, I would just say that, you know, I'm not sufficiently into code to, to be able to predict where that's going to go. I guess what I, I see is that the kind of clients that we work with want control and access to their website, but nine times out of ten, they don't ever log in. Um, and so to the extent that we make it easier for them to publish content, they don't right. care. Um, and they're big enough to outsource it to, art, to agent, a little practice like myself where we can design and build and then maintain and support and we actually write copy too so they can send us a bullet point a uh, list of things that we worked out up to a blog post and pop it in or to a page and add that for them and i think where i see wordpress perhaps splintering is on the squarespace marketplace seems in my opinion to be focused on organizations businesses and nonprofits 
that either had the capacity or the desire to manage that content themselves or a lack of resources to outsource. And maybe where WordPress.org focuses on is businesses and nonprofits that don't want to manage it themselves, but where agencies and content creators, even as consultants, can still have a user, easy enough user interface, but with the power and the flexibility and the scalability of a, of a .org install. Hmm. It's interesting stuff for sure. I mean, I, I uh, again, everything I think is, at least the way I perceive it, we're sort of on a, a little bit of a dip uh, and uh, the excitement, uh, the new challenges and the new technology pieces are uh, just out there on the horizon. And, and whether or not that is the intent of getting Gutenberg out there now is to be like, let's not delay anymore. Let's just see what happens when this is out there. As, as crazy as that methodology sounds, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to force that change uh, for better or worse. Uh, I do think it'll be for better, but I don't think it's, I think there's going to be a lot of dust kicked up, <laughs> to put it lightly, uh, in the next couple, couple months uh, of, of what happens here. Wrapping up the show, I'm going to ask you a similar question that you ask many guests is your one big piece of advice that has really helped you uh, in your either career or life. Uh, and I'll let you both answer it individually unless you have the same answer. <laughs> uh, so whoever wants to take that first, is there one piece of advice you've received? What was it and how has it affected uh, your life? You want to go right. first? Do you want I will. To go first? I will. For me, it's, it's about being mindful. And I'll mention a, a book called Awareness by a guy named of Anthony DeMello. And for me, mindfulness has been a journey of years. But the idea of being aware of what I'm thinking, saying, and doing as I'm saying, thinking, and doing it, and then at some level analyze why am I saying and thinking and doing that has helped me both as an individual, as a business owner, as a, as a husband, as a dad, as a friend, as a community member, to operate in a way that enables me to be the best servant to those around me while still being as true as I can be to myself. And ultimately makes me more successful, even as my definition steps of success steps further and further away from profits and fame and all the things that the marketplace might value. I need to analyze what I say more often. <laughs> probably do me some. We all do, myself included. <laughs> probably do myself some good, uh, Tara. My answer is not nearly as um, deep and uh, mindful as Liam's. I strive to be that that mindful person who pauses and thinks about reacting, and I've definitely gotten better at that, but that would be my goal. Uh, that's not my personality at my age. I have to be honest about who I am. And so I would say, and I've, I've shared this advice before on our podcast, and that is um, relating to when I was younger and I wanted to be a, a stewardess at the time it was called, or a flight attendant. Uh, is what we refer to them as now. But I wanted, I thought it would be fun to travel the world. And I told my dad when he asked me what I wanted to be, that I wanted to be a stewardess. And he said, why not be the pilot? <laughs> so I think that advice applies to many things, but it definitely is something that 
applies to my personality and how I approach life, which is aim higher, do more. And that may be in terms of being mindful and striving to be mindful. It has a lot to do with being an entrepreneur. You know, when I decided to stay home with my kids, my boss said, well, you need to start doing this craft that you've been doing, do it as a hobby. And, and so just kind of aiming higher is, is, I guess, the best advice that I've received. Be the pilot. It is awesome advice. It's awesome advice for, for all of us out there uh, trying to wade the waters of, uh, of what's happening in the WordPress world right now, uh, things going on in the community, new technologies. Uh, again, sound like a broken record, but I think things will get better. I think we are on the right path, though, uh, a little rocky uh, on the execution side of it right now. Liam, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? At Liam Dempsey on Twitter and just go from there. And Tara? At Tara Clays on Twitter, C-L-A-E-Y-S. Everyone else is... Thank you so much. Everyone else is Mariport.com, Mariport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. It's number one way to stay connected. Go listen to Hallway Chats. It is... You guys are doing a great job. Uh, I'm glad that you all have made it as far as you had have uh, with the episode count and your continued efforts at WordCamps. Uh, I think that there needs to be more pure podcasters uh, like you all out there in the WordPress space and in other uh, other uh, media outlets, but you're doing a fantastic job. So everyone who's listening, go ahead and listen to that show. Tweet at them. Say thanks. Uh, it's amazing work. And we'll see you all in the next episode.